1: Join us at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church. Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales.
0: Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile.
2: You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
0: Welcome back. That was Nicole Mullen with Redeemer here on Faith FM. We've come to our encounter with God section. And where did our quiz card go? It was right here a moment ago, and it has disappeared off the desk.
1: Is it on the floor? (laughs) This is what happens when I let Lyle take over the quiz for the day.
0: (laughs) I have no idea. I have no idea where the quiz where the quiz has gone to. It has completely disappeared. Are you sitting on it?
1: New quiz for
0: the day folks Tell us where the quiz started with (laughs) We will find it for you and we will bring it back with The next section coming up real soon Uh, Just trying to save your voice here Mon And look what happens Just all starts to uh, to fall apart
1: No well you get that You just get that It is Monday after all
0: yeah, that's right. That's my excuse. Yeah. You can <laughs> yeah. have an excuse because you're not well. Well, you're, you're, you're doing better, but your I'm, voice is not
1: I'm well. a lot better. Yeah, it's just, oh, yeah, just, you are a lot
0: better. Yeah. Um, my
1: brain feels quite clear, so that's yeah. good. Yeah.
0: Just, just your voice. Which, yeah. Your voice comes back. Okay, so, Mom, we've got a whole bunch of verses here to look at this morning.
1: I'm so excited. I've been so annoyed that I've, I feel like I've missed out so much. A whole week's worth of Bible studies. I feel like I've been lost. I've had a good behind. Bible study, too.
0: Oh. Anyway, have you got your Bible handy? I do. Okay, let's go to Revelation chapter two. Revelation. I've oh, got a whole bunch of Bible verses from Revelation, so we're going to look at a bit of the theme here that runs through Revelation and find out what they all of these passages have in common with each other. Mm-hmm. So let's see Revelation chapter two, and I think the first one starts in verse thirteen. Mm-hmm.
1: Revelation chapter two and verse thirteen says. I know that you live in the city where Satan has his throne, yet you have remained loyal to me. You refuse to deny me even when Antipas, my faithful witness, was martyred among you there in Satan's city.
0: That's a pretty strong passage Ooh, right there, her. isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so what does that tell us about the reality of Satan? He has a
1: city. I sure don't want to live in it.
0: <laughs> 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 and his seat is there. Mm-hmm. It's actually one of my, on my bucket list. Oh, yeah. To, to, oh my to, to, to go Lyle there so and well. to, uh, to see the, um, the well, city I, I, of
1: Satan? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Okay, Perg- please explain Pergamos,
0: Pergamos. Per- Oh, it's Pergamos Yeah, yeah Pergamos In fact, uh, I've seen the uh, I've been to the I've been to Satan's seat Because that's in Berlin In uh-huh. Germany <laughs> Naturally Okay <laughs> No, it's in the Pergamon Museum in Berlin I've been there there, yeah. Well, there you go. Were well, you giving me a hard time for going <laughs> to Satan's Seat? You've been there as well,
1: but you sound like it was like you know a travel destination.
0: <laughs> it is a travel destination yeah. in Turkey. Uh, so it was. Um, most of it was removed. All that is left in Turkey is the steps that were well, probably the I think the six uh, bottom row of steps that led up to where um, the altar was. Oh, and I have got a cool story from there okay. as well. Uh, I haven't been there yet, but a friend of mine went there. Um, some of you have probably heard of uh, Mark Finley, mm-hmm. and he was doing a TV show there. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, his producers wanted him to be standing on top of Satan's seat, you know, the the, the, the altar there in, in Pergamum for this uh, piece about, um, you know, the seven churches and Satan's seat and so forth. And so um, he's standing up on top of this thing, and he's about to say his and he nearly stands On a poisonous snake Oh are you serious no, I'm dead serious oh, I'm You know, serious. know how it is When you nearly stand On a poisonous snake Gives you a bit of a jump And gets the blood uh-huh, running and, uh-huh. and you get out of there Real fast yep. And of course The snake disappeared Down into the rocks And the rubble And so forth And uh, so a little while later His uh, producer goes up Has a bit of a wander around Yeah no it's all clear Snake's gone Don't worry about it You can come back up here now Mark And uh, continue your piece to camera And Mark's like Yeah No 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 He's like Because he's American, yeah, yeah, and uh, he's like, I can just read the headline American evangelist killed by poisonous snake (laughs) while standing on Satan's seat (laughs) or the altar of Satan, as it's variously known.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's so I mean, is it really called Satan City?
0: Well, it is because of what the Bible says about it right here, Mm -hmm. and if you understand some of the history behind it. Um, So it it really goes back all the way back to the ancient city of Babylon founded by Nimrod. So you got me started on a history piece now. So I'm just, let's go, let's go. (laughs) Just after the flood, Nimrod comes along and founds the city of Babylon, the first great Rebellion against God uh-huh. um, He knows he's rebelling against God He does not have the luxury of time that we have Because we, we these days can say Yeah I'd like to interpret the world in a different way And uh, we have no eyewitness accounts of what happened back then No he has eyewitness accounts of the flood First hand evidence of the existence of God mm-hmm. Living right there he can go and ask Noah what happened And Noah can tell him mm-hmm. um, So he's going to rebel against God but he knows that last time they rebelled against God, God flooded the place. So how do you survive your rebellion against God? So they build a tower. Mm, mm-hmm. so if God floods the place again, they can climb the tower, they can be safe. So the tower in and of itself is a tacit admission of the, of the existence of God and the fact that, they are rebe- that this is a bold-faced rebellion mm-hmm, mm-hmm. against God. So the fortunes of this city, uh, which are first mentioned there in Genesis chapter 12, ebb and flow down through the centuries, but basically the religion of Nimrod continues in many different forms and continues to this day in various forms. It was diluted as it traveled around the world to many different places and different great empires came and went after the first Babylonian empire, you know, you had the empire of the Egyptians and the empire of the Assyrians and the Hittites and so forth. There were quite a number of different empires that came and went until Nebuchadnezzar came along and established what was called the Neo-Babylonian or the New Babylonian Empire. Okay. So one of the things that he wanted to do was to purify the religion of Babylon back to the original religion of Nimrod as it had been you know, back at the founding of Babylon. Mm -hmm. And so that was one of the things that he set his heart to do. And you can read a lot of the story of Nebuchadnezzar in the book of Daniel. And as it turns out, Nebuchadnezzar ended up uh, abandoning those plans and giving his heart to God.
1: Praise the Lord. And
0: serving a Jewish God, Mm -hmm. Yahweh. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's what uh, Nebuchadnezzar did. However, (laughs) when the Persians invaded some years after Nebuchadnezzar's death, the Persians conquered the city of Babylon and they had their own version, the Persianized version of this same religious system. Mm-hmm. The priests of Babylon recognized that, you know, as had happened in the past, the original re- rebellious religion of Nimrod would disappear and be diluted again after they'd put all of this work into restoring it back to what it originally was. And so they packed up their whole library. And all of their, you know, their religious stuff. Paraphernalia. Paraphernalia. Yeah. yeah. And they searched the empire to find a fortress city where that religion could be protected in its purity. Man. And they took it to Pergamos. Okay. And this is why God calls it Satan's Seat. seat. Wow. And Christianity came to Pergamos, and there was a Christian church established in Pergamos where Satan's seat was. Wow. Shows the power of God's grace, doesn't it? It certainly does. And so, what what they actually had there in Pergamos, by the way, this will this will interest you. Do you know what the title of the king of Pergamos was for centuries? Title of the king of Pergamos. He was both the king and obviously the high priest. It was a a uh, a union of. Um, Religion and politics together. So the head of the religion, the head of the church was the same person. Sorry, the head of the state, the head of the church was the, the, the religion was the same person. Do you know what his title was? Well did they just he was call him it- called <laughs> the pontiff.
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> just thought I'd that out. Uh-huh. there. Very interesting. Um, that was a, a,
0: later bequeathed to um, Rome and of course exists through to this day. Wow. Uh, because of that. Yeah. Fascinating history involving it's very Pergamos. Fascinating. And, uh, yeah, where Satan's seat is.
1: It's so interesting that people can be so zealous for the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're wanting to, you know, protect their false religion and, you know, they want people to follow it properly and, you know, get zealous about it again.
0: There was actually a, um, in Bergamos, they established a great healing centre there as well called Asclepian and they, they practised pretty much the worst of alternative and the worst of drug medicines combined. <music>
2: You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
0: Yeah, so if you went to uh, the healing centre that they had there, and they had they used to keep large snakes, Ew. yes, and they could come and get the snakes to come and uh, lick your wounds, that would supposedly do something. Um, and the other thing they used to have they used to have one of the things they had was this long hallway with holes in the roof, mm-hmm. and you could walk down the hallway while people were speaking spells down to you from in in, in the roof. It
1: is no wonder that people are still afraid of going to hospitals. <laughs> I reckon it's like a fear passed down from
0: generations uh, see, of this maybe, maybe this is what you should have done, Mon, yeah. when you got sick the other day.
1: And <laughs> gotten some snake to give me a kiss. <laughs>
0: um, this, of course, was one of the places where early drug medications were used, but these were the worst. These things were deadly. Yeah. You're, you're much more likely to die of the treatment than you were of the disease. Do,
1: yeah. Do you think this is, this is why people have a fear of hospitals? Because, you know, going to the doctor, I know so many. People who just, oh, do you know I'm what the symbol the
0: was? The symbol of of, uh, of the healing oh, center? It, it was a snake, wasn't it? It was two it? rising snakes, two um. rising serpents. Yeah, you've S- seen that recently, haven't you? That's no, the symbol of medicine to this day.
1: I'm not surprised anymore. And that's where it comes from. <laughs> i always, like, when I was a kid, I was like, why don't people want to go to the hospital? Like, it's where you go to get better. But yeah, I guess if it has that like, history and you know. It's no wonder. really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we, and we use the symbol of two rising serpents to, uh, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. I never like snakes. But anyway, of course, medicine has come a long way since then. Praise God.
1: Praise the Lord.
0: So I wasn't intending to speak so much about uh, But I think Pergamos, we had to because the city Satan, of Satan,
1: like, you know, come on now, we had to unpack that. That's a yeah. bit of a weird thing to read.
0: It, it, it is rather strange. Yeah. There's no record of, a, of an individual who lived in the city of Pergamos by the name of Antipas.
1: Oh, there isn't? No. Huh.
0: Antipass is a composite word made of two words, anti-against, uh-huh. papa. Oh. Yeah, interesting. Just throw that one out there. I'd cogitate on that one for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to verse 24.
1: Okay. Revelation chapter 2 and verse 24 says, But I also have a message for the rest of you in Thyatira who have not followed this false teaching, deeper truths, as they call them, depth of Satan, actually. I will ask nothing more of you.
0: So does the Bible see Satan as being a real being? Yes. Sometimes I've come, people have come to me and said, oh, no, 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 Satan is not a real being. You know, I've met people who do not believe in the existence of Satan. I was talking to an individual one time and asked him where he thought that Satan would be bound during the thousand years. And he's like, well, I don't actually believe in the existence of Satan. And uh, and I'm like, but you believe in the Bible. And he's like, yes, I believe in the Bible. I'm like, how do you believe in the Bible and not believe in the existence of Satan? Mm. You know, a most strange... Nobody who ever travels to a third world country is not going to believe in Satan because there is so much supernatural that is taking place all the time, mm-hmm. all around you. Mm-hmm. And, and it's such a very real thing. Our supernatural... Um, takes place in other areas. Our witchcraft is of a different form in the Western world. Oh. Yeah, we have pornography and uh, you true. Know, all kinds of...
1: The do, do people, people who don't believe in the existence of Satan, is because they don't want to believe in the existence of Satan? I think so. Yeah. Cause he, I, th- yeah. It sounds a bit I
0: heard funny. of somebody else one time who believed that Satan had already been bound, chained up. Uh-huh. I'm thinking, yeah, that's a pretty rubbery chain. Yeah. yeah. Stretch from one end of this world to the other. (coughs) But the Bible speaks about Satan as being a very real person and somebody who is very real, really, very much really on your case Mm -hmm. and and, and wanting to uh, deceive you and to destroy you. Okay, so let's go over to Revelation chapter 12. And we're going to read a passage over here that goes really back to the beginning of where Satan originated from. Revelation chapter twelve. Mm, let's read. Oh, well, there's so many good verses here. Um, thinking, thinking, thinking. Uh, let's read verse seven.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, start with start with verse seven, eight, and
1: nine. Then there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels, and the dragon lost the battle, and he and his angels were forced out of heaven. This great dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, the one deceiving the whole world, was thrown down to the earth with all his angels.
0: So that sounds a bit rough on planet earth, don't you think? First of all, we have a very real being here, don't we? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Who has very real followers and there is a very real war being spoken of in heaven. Yep. So God just sits up there in heaven and is like, yeah, I won this battle, so I'm going to toss him down to earth. Pity about the poor humans down there. Yeah. Is that what's going on here?
1: I mean, it does kind of sound like it, doesn't hmm,
0: it? It does. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that one?
1: I think that everyone had an opportunity to choose.
0: Absolutely. And we stuffed it up. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. when Satan was thrown to this earth, and this is the rest of the story, it's always important to get the rest of the story because it just looks like God just you know, swamped our planet with evil angels. Mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm. God did not just swamp our planet with evil angels and leave us without hope. God gave Satan access to only one spot on our planet. Mhm. Uh, a piece of ground that probably would have been about the size of this room if that. Mhm. Mm-hmm. He gave him access on the entire planet to just one tree. Mhm. You can't make it much easier for human beings than that, can you? Yeah. Then God comes along and says, okay, there is a tree. And he doesn't, doesn't describe the tree or tell them where the location is. He points it out. That tree right there. Don't touch that tree. Don't eat the fruit of that tree. The rest of the planet, go nuts. Yeah. Don't touch that one. Mm-hmm. And so Satan only has access to one tree. God has pointed that tree out and said, don't touch it. Have you ever had somebody say hey mon don't look
1: yeah the first thing you do is look (laughs) it's
0: human nature isn't it yeah yeah and we have inherited that human nature from way back then when we first decided that we were going to eat from that particular tree and sometimes i wonder whether there was still only one if there was still only one tree left on the planet where satan had access to i think that would probably be the number one tourist destination in the world
1: absolutely absolutely
0: even the fact that we've been talking about Satan's seat here this morning and where it is in Turkey probably has some people out there thinking, yeah, let's go to Turkey. I, mean, I want to go there and see it. Uh,
1: me too, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, actually have, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely on my bucket list. But uh, the reason that I want to see it is because I want to be able to present this message more accurately mm-hmm. and to be able to speak about it from experience. There's a lot of places I've been able to travel to in uh, Asia, the Middle East and uh, Europe. And this is not one of them so far. Anyway, let's read verse 12. Why don't you read for us verse 12?
1: Sorry. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who live in the heavens rejoice. But terror will come on the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you in great anger, knowing that he has little time.
0: Okay, so one of the things that is um, key right here is that Satan has only a very, very short amount of time in which to live and a very, very short amount of time that God has given him. It feels like a long time to us. Mm, it does. It, you know, Because it feels like a lifetime. But when you're talking about eternity, mm-hmm. okay, wrap your head around eternity for a moment and then in the context of eternity, think of 6,000 years. Yes, yeah, it's a drop. That's a blink. Mm-hmm. It's just a blink. And finally,
1: down in verse 17, says, And the dragon was angry at the woman and declared war against the rest of her children, all who keep God's commandments and maintain their testimony for Jesus.
0: Okay, so let's see what we've got so far. Let's summarize what we've got so far. The Bible th- speaks about Satan's seat, it speaks about Satan causing martyrdom. Mm -hmm. It speaks about Satan as being a very real person It speaks about war in heaven It speaks about Satan coming down to this earth Arriving here and then being at war with God's people Can we be surprised that there are terrible things that take place in our world Well we need to continue on with our show today And we're going to listen to Pillars of Our Faith Choir With the song Beautiful Zion at this particular time Back, everybody. That was Pillars of Our Faith Choir with the song Beautiful Zion here on Faith FM. And I picked up that quiz card here a second ago because I put it back where it belonged. <laughs> now, where have I put it? Is the- it's right here. Okay, the sign we have. The- I put it back on top of the pile um, and it just blended in. It was probably the perfect, the perfect, um, what should we say? Um, hiding place. Hiding, for a hiding card. place. Camouflage. The perfect camouflage. Yeah. Okay, so the new Jerusalem will, Jerusalem will not need the sun. Or the moon, because Jesus will be its what? Mm. What am I?
1: I? Should give us an, Jesus an extra will clue. Be
0: it's what? Okay. You, oh, an extra one.
1: We did miss out on the last clue because we were. Okay, here
0: out. it goes. We're Getting a little bit easier now. Mm-hmm. Jesus told a parable. Oh, and if you were listening to the breakfast show last week, you would have heard about this. Jesus told a parable about ten virgins, mm-hmm. five wise and five foolish. The Foolish didn't have enough oil for these. Ah. There were seven of them in the holy place. What am I? So there you go. There's our quiz for today. If you know the answer, give us a call, 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669. Send us a message on Facebook. And Mon, do you want to grab us a prize from the prize box? We need to uh, give something away for the person who gives the correct answer. What have we got today?
1: How about either um, a Soyam Eastern album or maybe we could give away a Faith FM T-shirt.
0: We have Faith FM T-shirts? Just one. We have one we Faith have one. FM t-shirt. <laughs> we have one left. If you want the only one and last remaining Faith FM uh-huh. t-shirt, uh-huh. then give us a call. And uh, um.
1: it's a size large, and it's quite generous. In, okay. In, yeah, so it'll it'll fit you. It'll fit me. I mean, <laughs> it'd be a bit floppy <laughs> on a on a, on us, but yeah, it's um it's a decent size. Okay. So you can you can like you can take it in yeah a size large yeah
0: size large <laughs> okay you got you you have a choice when you call up as to which one of those two prizes yeah. you would like to get okay so coming back to what we were talking about in our Bible study we noted that Satan has come down to this earth he is determined to continue to wage war here on this earth. Um, War has taken place in heaven. The Bible says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. The Bible says that Satan is here to kill and to deceive and to destroy. And so we can expect terrible things and deceptions to be taking place on earth. Isn't that so? Mm -hmm, mm All right, Mon, I have a verse for you. Can you read for us? Matthew chapter 24.
1: Matthew 24. And of course, this is
0: the passage where Jesus describes his return. Matthew chapter 24. And I want you to read for me verse 4, please.
1: Matthew 24 and verse 4 says, Jesus told them, Don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many.
0: Thank you. So mine says this, Watch out that no one deceives you in verse 4. And then in verse 5, uh, Many will come in my name saying I'm Christ and will deceive many. Mm-hmm. So we have two warnings about deception in the first two verses Mm. of this end time book, Signs of the Times. Uh, Then let's go down to verse 11.
1: And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people.
0: Okay, so there's the third time now that Jesus has said, watch out for deception. Go down to uh, 24 and verse 24.
1: For false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. Okay, so now Jesus
0: is getting a little bit more specific Mm -hmm. in relationship to deception. He's warned them over and over again, watch out that you are not deceived. What does he tell us that we will be deceived by here in verse 24?
1: Ah uh, false messiahs, false prophets, and they will be doing great signs and wonders.
0: Okay, so basically false preachers who do miracles.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Is there anything wrong with miracles? No. No, because m- the supernatural things happen yeah. all the time. Uh-huh. But what God is saying is this, at the end of time, there will be a massive religious movement that is based around, not the Bible, mm-hmm. but the supernatural. Mm-hmm. And it's it, 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 the entire basis of its yeah. faith is supernatural events taking place. In other words, miracles. Mm-hmm. What we would call miracles. And that this movement will be a movement of deception. Yeah. So the foundation of the movement is the supernatural rather than the Bible, then it is a movement of deception. Let's go to Revelation chapter 16. <coughs> Excuse me. 16 verse 13 and 14. And I want you to notice once again here, the Bible is speaking about the end of time, the battle of Armageddon. Uh, could you read for us verse uh, 13 and 14, please?
1: And I saw three evil spirits that looked like frogs leap from the mouths of the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. They were demonic spirits who work miracles and go out to all the rulers of the world to gather them for battle against the Lord on that great judgment day of God the Almighty.
0: Okay, notice verse 14. It says at the beginning there, they are the spirits of devils doing what? What do they do?
1: They're working miracles.
0: They're working miracles. Mm -hmm. Once again, notice what we have here is a religious movement, and this is a Christian religious movement at the end of time that is based on the supernatural. Its foundation is the supernatural. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with the supernatural, and God does miracles, and you and I have both seen miracles take place, and that's an important part of Christianity, but it is not the foundation of Christianity, and it is not the test Mm. for what is truth or error. That's right. You cannot trust God. Your eyes, mm-hmm. you can trust the word of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go over to chapter thirteen now, and verse thirteen and fourteen. Mm, Mon, have you found that one? Found it. <laughs> he was did. Wondering ast- <laughs> whether you found it there. a second,
1: <laughs> he did astounding miracles, even making fire flash down to earth from the sky while everyone was watching. And with all the miracles he was allowed to perform on behalf of the first beast, he deceived all the people who belonged to this world. He ordered the people to make a great statue of the first beast, who was fatally wounded and then came back to life.
0: Okay, so this is the second beast that we're speaking about here. Mm. And, of course, we know that a beast in, in prophecy and this one in particular is both religious and political, but a beast is a symbol of a nation mm-hmm. in Bible prophecy. And so here you have, once again, the driving force behind this religious movement against God, the driving element that is deceiving people at the end of time is miracles, mm. the supernatural. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, Mon, it's fairly obvious because we often go by what we see. And I could go from verse to verse to verse mm-hmm. through the Bible Yep. The Bible consistently says miracles will be used to deceive at the end of time. And Jesus said, not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, but he that does the will of my Father. Mm. Many will come to me in that day and say, Lord, Lord, did we not do miracles in your name? Did not we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not heal the sick in your name? And he will say, depart from me, you that work iniquity, I never knew you. We need to know Jesus, don't we? Absolutely. That's what it's all about. It is all about knowing Jesus and being united with Jesus Christ. We're going to listen to True North. I've come to take you home.
2: Go plead with your mother, were the words of Hosea, as he sent i To judgment taker.
0: North. I've come to take you home here on Faith FM. We've come to our question of the day. And what have we got for our question of the day? Should I do another quiz clue? Uh, yeah Is there is there another quiz clue left? There's a couple of them left. Jesus said that no one lights this and hides it in a jar or under a bed. Mm. There you go. What's our question of the day?
1: So this is back to our uh, very hot topic this morning. Um, Talking about abortions, you know, what's happening there in sure. Ireland. Yeah. So abortions, you know, they're typically not allowed once a baby becomes a person. So, i.e., you know, um, if it has sentience, if it's sentience. Okay,
0: sentience is a big word that simply means able to perceive, perceive or feel things.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Lyle, why did you call it murder? Mm-hmm. Like, if the baby is actually not a sentient being yet.
0: Okay. So, if you're in a coma, Mon, can you can you feel or perceive things? No. So, can I murder you?
1: No, I'd really prefer it if you didn't. Why not? Because <laughs> what happens if I wake back up?
0: So you have potential sentience then?
1: Ex- exactly, I have a lot of potential sentience.
0: Okay, does a, does a baby before it is a sentient being have potential sentience? Yeah, heaps. Then what's the difference?
1: Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it has okay. more potential so, sentience than a person in a coma because, you know, babies being born.
0: Oh, absolutely. Way more uh, because a lot more babies go from being, um, you know, a, a being that has no sentience to being a being that does have sentience than people who are in comas that actually come out of them. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. Um, and so your, your chances of becoming a sentient being, your potential for sentience is much higher as an unborn child than, uh, than as a person in a coma.
1: Does the Bible say anything about abortion?
0: This is what the Bible says. In Luke chapter 1,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and
0: verse 15, the Bible says, speaking about John the Baptist, he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he will drink neither strong drink nor, nor, nor wine nor strong drink. He shall be filled with the Holy Spirit, listen to this, even from his mother's womb. Wow. Now, I want you to think about that for a moment. Mm-hmm. The Bible very, very clearly states that a baby can be filled with the Holy Spirit while it is yet unborn. So if you are taking the life of an unborn child, you are taking the life of a being that can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, if a being can be filled with the Holy Spirit from the point of conception, what right do we have the, life, the to, to take the life of that being? Mm. And who are we to determine you know, when it becomes, goes from being a thing to being a person? Mm. God determines that this is a person from the moment of conception, a person that can be filled with the Holy Spirit.
1: God is having a relationship with it.
0: Absolutely. Now mm. this is this opens up a whole interesting um, train of thought, particularly for all of you pregnant mothers out there. Mm-hmm. You are carrying a child right now that can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. Do you want your unborn child to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Mm. Oh, absolutely. I certainly do. Yeah, and uh, uh, or certainly did when my children were in the womb and was something that I prayed for every day.
1: Do you think aborted babies go to heaven or, or are they just lost or?
0: I see no right no reason why aborted babies would would not be saved. Mm. Yeah. What 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 there's, there's absolutely nothing in the Bible that says that um, an aborted baby is not saved. And we have to remember. How God deals with that, I don't know.
1: Yeah, we, but we do have to remember that God's character is, you know, God is in the business of saving as many as he possibly can. Like, why absolutely. would he exclude them? Especially, you know, they, they didn't yeah. have any choice. They were That's aborted, right. you know. Yeah.
0: And, uh, you know, the Bible says that in heaven we will grow up as lambs of the stall. So the Bible is very clear that people will grow up in heaven. And, uh, yeah, what a blessing to grow up in a perfect environment like that.
1: Give us a call if you want to talk about this hot topic. It has been particularly hot this morning talking about this one. But we're going to have a song now. This is Vocal Union with What Heavenly Music. And then it's time for our free giveaway. Stay tuned.
0: Vocal union with what heavenly music here on Faith FM. While Mon busily ducks out of the room, no ducks across to the prize box to grab our giveaway for the day. We have come to that part of the day where we are going to give something away for I'm not free. Out of
1: the room, I'm just away from a microphone. Okay, and she's back again.
0: And what are we giving away today? Um,
1: we are giving away a book called Story of Hope.
0: I nearly, I nearly said hope. What are we giving away? Hope. <laughs> Because I could see what you'd put on the desk there. (laughs) Because this is the story of hope.
1: Yeah. A glimpse into a time when suffering will be no more. How did our will get so messed up? Why is there so much suffering? Where did evil come from and will it ever end? Questions like these trouble many a thinking person. Science has no answers to them and philosophy has many conflicting answers. Where can we find the truth? The Bible offers information and solutions that have stood the test of time. And drawing on the Bible's accounts, this book, Story of Hope, offers a glimpse behind the hist- behind history's curtain. It reveals the origin of evil, some of the ways that God has dealt with evil in the past, and his plan for resolving it completely in the near future.
0: Well, that sounds like a really fantastic mm. book that you've got right there, That's Mon. A good read, and that one, of course, is by Ellen White, one of the most uh, influential women from our region here in Newcastle. I think yes. she brought more industry and, or she brought more industry and education to the Lake Macquarie Newcastle region than any other woman of the eighteen hundreds.
1: Yeah, she was not American, but she did live in Australia for for a spell. She wasn't from here, but she lived here for quite a while, and she did a lot of good while she was here. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yep. So a very, very significant uh, citizen of uh, of our local region right here for a, a long period of time. And this is one of the books she wrote. One of the um, – I think the most translated author in history, The um, definitely the most translated female author of all time mm-hmm. and fourth most prolific female author of all time – and um, out of the 1800s Had more influence on health and education On a global scale Than any other woman from that particular era So yeah, very, very significant person And uh, this is one of her masterpieces right here That you can have for free Simply by being the first caller through On one 324 843 Or by texting on 0491-064-669 Or just simply by sending us a message on Facebook
1: Indeed Well, thank you so much for tuning in. We, of course, will be back tomorrow morning after the 7 o'clock news. We hope you have a wonderful day.
0: Yes, and of course, don't forget that if you would like to know more about the Bible, that you can give us a call on our phone numbers or send us a message via Facebook and we can connect you with somebody that can share the Bible with you. And if you're listening to the program and it is not Monday the 28th, then you're listening to the delayed broadcast and you need to get with the times. Find us on faithfm.com.au or via the TuneIn app.